welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at DraftKings Sportsbook. <clears throat> DraftKings Sportsbook, the best in the business, promo code A to Z Sports. And I'll tell you how you can get in on all the action, all the great stuff that DraftKings is offering you using that promo code A to Z Sports. I apologize. I have a terrible tickle in the back of my throat. <coughs> Never have problems like that. You know where you won't have problems? You won't have problems with the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. Gary Ashton is where you go for the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, trust the best in the business. Trust the Ashton team at GaryAshton.com. You know you can trust Brimac Mechanical for satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac Mechanical. And, of course, Two Rivers Ford, the best in all Middle Tennessee car dealerships. Not just Ford dealerships, but car dealerships. Two Rivers Ford puts the customer first. Two Rivers Ford is where you should go in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, AJ. AJ Brown is designated to return to practice this week. Um, He was designated to return earlier today. The Titans on, obviously, a shortened week schedule. We talked to Mike Vrabel before they made this move later in the afternoon. And then, of course, we got the injury report on uh, at about 5.30 p.m. tonight, telling us that Julio Jones, among some other players, did not practice today in whatever form of practice they held today. It wasn't open to the media, given the uh, constraints on time. So now, AJ, though, gives them some kind of sign of life. And we're going to get get into how they're going to handle his return-to-play protocol and, and, frankly, whether he'll be available for Thursday night football. Uh, uh, AJ says Mark Jones and Julio as a tandem is where they both had success early in the year, specifically the Seattle game when we had everyone healthy. Yeah, but Mark, that was week two. I mean, we are now in week 16 of the NFL. The Titans will be the first game of week 16. You're talking about week two, Mark. So, uh, the sample size from week two does not apply. This is a totally different team, basically, right? This is the nature of the NFL. You don't start with the team that you finish with you start with a team that you think is going to be a contender and then things fall apart football happens and you have a situation like the titans are dealing with or the browns who lost just a heartbreaker in this first monday night football game so you know the the success where they had success early in the year together that was the second game of the season mark so we cannot we cannot have a conversation about what they looked like in the second game of the season as opposed to what they are in week 16. It's unrealistic at this point. Um, when is Golden Tate going to play, says Renee? I mean, why? Do... <laughs> um, all right, so we'll, we'll do this once a show. It's fine. I understand I'm going to have this question a lot before we talk about AJ. Um, and, and I'm happy to answer it once. Renee, if Golden Tate plays, something terrible has happened to your football team. Golden Tate is not being made active over guys like Cody Hollister and Racing McMath. That tells you everything that you need to know about the Golden Tate experience right now at St. Thomas Sports Park. So I beg of you, Renee, you know, consider this when they make their transactions. If he's not playing, there's a reason why. And so we'll say that and we'll say it once and then we won't have to say it again until tomorrow night when somebody asks me about Golden Damn Tate. And I 
I'm not mad at Golden Tate. I'm just mad at the idea that you guys are going to hype him up. And if he has to play, it's because some disaster is happening to your wide receiver core. And then if he doesn't perform up to expectations, you guys are going to drag him. And I don't think that's, you know, don't, don't, don't hype yourself up about Golden Damn Tate. Focus on what's happening. Focus on A.J. Brown. So, with A.J., at least there becomes what you had with Julio in the first half of the game. Even as bad as the Titans' offense looked in Pittsburgh throughout the course of the game, there was a definitive difference by 13 points to zero points. A definitive difference between 13 points and zero points scored from the first half of the Titans to the second half. And the difference being that when Julio Jones went out, even if they weren't able to get Julio Jones the ball in the first half, they had to cover Julio. That was allowing Ryan Tannehill to at least have the ability to check the ball down to the running back. It wasn't the best way to move the football, but it was the only way to move the football. And that's the the way that they had available to them. It was working in the first half. It was working in the first half. And when Julio was ruled out in the second half of the hamstring, that went away too. So, AJ, whether it's his ability to participate in the passing game or whether it's ability to his ability to just attract some kind of coverage to give somebody some breathing room on on off their necks while the rest of these wide receivers can't create separation. The AJ Brown potential return is a massive, massive win for Tennessee. Now he's got 21 days from today that they have this window to activate him. And we'll talk more about the idea of whether he'll be able to help you on Thursday night against the 49ers because there was some reporting done on that today that would indicate perhaps not. But we'll talk about it. The question, your Two Rivers Ford take that I want to start with here tonight is this. How much better can A.J. Brown make this Titans offense? Now, that may sound like a dumb question, but I I want to know specifically the ways in which A.J. Brown can make this Titans offense better if you think that he's capable of doing that right now. In what ways and how much better can A.J. Brown make this Titans offense? Give me your response. We'll talk about it together in the comment section on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. We will uh, do it here in just a second, right after I tell you about our friends that present the Two Rivers Ford Take, of course. That is Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, the best in the business. Two Rivers Ford, the home of the non-commissioned sales staff that will make sure that they put your needs as the customer at the forefront anytime you do business with them or consider even doing business with them. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet has been doing business that way for nearly 40 years, since 1983. It's why they have such an incredible track record of service and customer service to go along with the quality American-made Ford vehicles and the best in the business when it comes to sales and service staff as well. Two Rivers Ford, it's in Mount Juliet. You can go pay them a visit. You can go do some shopping on the lot if you like this holiday season. And if you don't find the car exactly the one you want, whether it's uh, color, whether it's customizable features, you can get you can get any Ford, any color with any available features built for you and Two Rivers Ford will deliver it directly to your door. That's why they're the best in the business. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, how much can A.J. Brown help this Titans offense right now? Let's talk about it together. Eddie Cardona says none. 
Eddie says none because offensive line lacks pass protection. We are fortunate Tanny is still upright and not on IR. So, and and Mark Sumter on, on YouTube echoes that sentiment, right? Now, I went back and I, I had the opportunity to, I, after I flew home from Pittsburgh this morning, I did the radio show and then came home. I took a nap because I slept for like four hours last night after Sunday night football and then went to the airport. So I took a nap and then I went back and watched the television copy after they made the transaction to designate AJ to return from injured reserve. And what I watched in that game was the first for was the first play, right? The first Titans offensive play. So the Titans uh, win the toss. <clears throat> they defer to the second half. So they Pittsburgh starts on offense. Pittsburgh can't move the ball either. Then the Titans get their first offensive series. It's first and 10, Ryan Tannehill. It's a play-action pass. He's got Julio, Julio Jones has his man beat. Julio's streaking down the sideline. And all of a sudden, Dontrell Hilliard misses a block or misses the help on Aaron Brewer, the backup guard who's playing because Roger Saffold can't play in this game. Aaron Brewer is getting uh, is needs help on Chris Wormley, who's coming in for the sack. Dontrell Hilliard, instead of helping, to keep the quarterback upright, he tries to leak out in front of the quarterback as a receiving option, and Tannehill is immediately sacked. So the combination of Brewer and Hilliard missing on that pass pro and AJ and, and Julio Jones having the ability, that was a touchdown. I mean, it was a touchdown on first and 10 on their first offensive play. Instead, it was a sack for an eight-yard loss. So, I mean, because Shamari is saying, Buck, tell Todd to pack his shit. Todd had a touchdown. Todd had a touchdown dialed up to Julio Jones. On the first offensive play, and the offensive line couldn't hold up, Shamari. So, like, let's be realistic about what's happening for everybody right now. You guys would have said, I mean, I'm sure, Shamari, you were one of these people who was yelling at me about they should tell Shane Bowen to pack his shit last year, right? And all of a sudden, Shane Bowen has one of the best uh, one of the best defenses in all of football, and you guys aren't mad about Shane Bowen anymore. It's not just Todd Downing. I'm not saying Todd's perfect. But, like, I mean, that's a touchdown on the first offensive play of the game. First offensive play of the game. Julio had this guy beat. And the offensive line and the running back in pass pro just blew it, right? So it's not any one thing that's happening. Now, how much better can A.J. make this? Well, I mean, A.J.'s not going to fix the protection, right? And the running game is working pretty well at this point. They're averaging, and, and if you read my column from the game, Last night, I, I told you that they have averaged since week nine, which was the first game without Derek. That was the game at the Rams. Since week nine, they've averaged just over 135 yards on the ground per game, which is pretty good. And they're playing good defense, right? Titans are moving the football, even if the passing game looks horrendous. It's just these turnovers that have nuked them entirely. So can AJ stop them from turning over the ball? I don't necessarily know that. Can AJ help them in pass protection? I don't necessarily know that. But what I do know is that AJ Brown makes this offense a lot better. And I'll tell you why here in just a second uh, uh, for a moment while uh, <laughs> actually let me read Shamari's comment about Shane Bowen. Now nah, that was Vrabel's bad calling defense. Shane was just the face for some odd reason. No, that's just not. I mean, and listen, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm I'm here to tell you your opinion is wrong, and I'm just trying to give you the best information possible, boss. But you know, you you can you know you can blame whoever you want to blame for what happened last year. It wasn't just Mike. It wasn't just Shane. It wasn't just either of them. There was a million different things wrong with that defense. Just like there's a million different things 
wrong with this offense. And here's what I'll tell you, Shamari, right? So the defense got blowed up last year from a personnel standpoint after after they underwhelmed by a mile, underwhelmed by a mile. They replaced, what, I mean, almost six, five or six of the 11 defensive starters, and the defense looks much better this year. No? I feel, and this is a conversation that we'll have in the uh, have in the offseason, I feel like they're going to do the same thing with their offense this offseason. Like, I feel like it's coming. Outside of Derek and uh, Derek and Tannehill, I think that the offensive line is going to look a lot different. I think that the wide receiving core um, is going to look a lot different. I think that there is a major offensive overhaul coming this offseason in the way that we saw them do with the defense last year. So, you know, the personnel helps a lot, but like, let's not, let's not be foolish about where, who you want to point the finger at just because you, you feel a certain type of way about Mike. Cause Mike and Shane's defense looks pretty damn good right now. So I will tell you how, how AJ Brown is going to make this offense much better and much more diverse here in just a second, right after I remind you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code A2Z Sports, that's A-T-O-Z Sports, gets you in on all the action in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. DraftKings Sportsbook has a great offer for you this Christmas week. And honestly, this is the messed up part about football season. Uh, the messed up part about football season is I don't know. I always forget when Christmas is. And because they, I work on Christmas, right? But this Christmas week, it's going to be unforgettable because DraftKings Sportsbook is going to help you win money. Uh, with this Christmas week offer, a gift that'll certainly put you in the holiday spirit, new customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team and win 150 in free bets if they're victorious. It's a great way to put some extra jingle in your pocket this holiday season. Also, all DraftKings Sportsbook customers can get in the Christmas spirit with the holiday free bet surprise. Everyone will get a free bet up to $50 instantly as DraftKings gives away 10 up to $10 million in prizes. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A2Z Sports. That's A-T-O-Z Sports. Bet just $5 on any NBA team and win 150 bucks in free bets if they're victorious. That's promo code A2Z Sports this Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, how much better can A.J. Brown make the Titans offense? <laughs> Stephen King is my Christmas wishes to give Buck a good night's sleep. <laughs> Listen, man, I, uh, I, was, I was delirious. I thought my head was going to explode after I finished the radio show today. And I'm excited because they play Thursday Night Football. On Christmas, and I'm going to work on Christmas Eve. I'm going to do the radio show on Christmas Eve uh, because it's going to be Friday, and you know I'd rather have a game to talk about. And I'm going to take the Monday off, so I'm going to get my I'm going to get my long weekend, and you guys don't have to worry about me. But that's very kind of you, Stephen. I appreciate it because I would I would kill for a good. I'm I'm going to sleep great tonight, though. I'm going to pass out right after the show's over. Uh, I'm going to if if this Bears Vikings game gets crazy, I'll watch the highlights in the morning. Because I am going right to sleep at like 9 p.m. tonight. It's going to be lit. <laughs> um, how does how does AJ Brown help the offense? A lot or little? Maybe not at all. If you feel that the protection issues and everything else are too much to overcome, so for me, he helps it in the same way that Julio helps it. Right? 
Because AJ, AJ's got a lot to prove. And I, I wrote about this today. AJ's got a lot to prove this season as well. Now, he's unquestionably wide receiver one, right? There is no doubt in anybody's mind that AJ Brown isn't the best wide receiver on this roster. In the best wide receiver on this roster by a mile. Even, even with Julio Jones being who Julio Jones is, he's not been anything anything close this season, right? And even last season, having that end in injury. So with, with AJ, you know, even though he is undisputably their best wide receiver option, he has had seven passes that have been on target, on target this season, that he's just dropped, that he's just dropped. He leads the team at this point in on-target dropped passes. He's got seven. The next closest tied for second is Anthony Ferkser, is Dontrell Hilliard, and Julio Jones. All three of those guys have three on-target passes dropped, and A.J. has seven. So with this with this part, as Amar says, he's not 1K this year. He hasn't been he hasn't been what we're used to, right? He had a great game in uh, Derek's last game against the Indianapolis Colts, right? I think he had uh, over 150 yards receiving, if my memory serves. And then after the Rams game, where Jalen Ramsey kind of got in his head, uh, it it hasn't been the same. And you know, AJ has come out with the uh, AJ has come out with the with the mental health stuff that he's been dealing with and that he had to put behind him last season. And, you know, I have no idea. I don't know how to quantify whatever he's going through internally, how that affects his game on the field. I'm not smart enough to know. I'm not, you know, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. Like I'm just not smart enough to know how what's going on in AJ Brown's head could be affecting his play on the field. It could not be for all I know. AJ, you know, seems to be in a lot better place. But at this point, the consistency of A.J. Brown is not there. It's just not been there. And, you know, they whenever they get him back, he will be a threat in some form or fashion. But he still has to prove this season that he can play up to the level that we all, that they expect him to play up to, which is that of top five wide receiver in the NFL. I don't think anybody would dispute that. When A.J.'s at his best, he's a top five wide receiver in the NFL, he is a he's a joy to watch. And I with this situation for for the Titans right now, for this situation for them, I'm I'm looking at this and saying, you know, he he tweeted on Sunday, he can't wait to play football again, or he just wants to be playing football again. And for me, you know, all I all I sat there saying was my God, I want him to play football again just because I miss, I miss watching them when he's in the lineup because at least there's the threat of the passing. But for AJ, he has to find he has to find some way to break through whatever it is that he was dealing with uh, in that in that uh, weird little slump in the season. But all that to say, he's entirely capable of it. AJ has all the potential in the world. He's an incredibly talented person. He's an incredibly hardworking person. And I believe him to be, uh, and I believe him to be, an incredible difference maker in this offense. From the standpoint that at least, at least, they have to guard against the threat of him, even if he's not, even if he's not catching the football. In the same way that I know that you want Julio Jones to have a crazy statistical game, but just in the first half, as we talked about to start the show, even having Julio on the field in the first half 
allowed a little bit of wiggle room for Ryan Tannehill to move the ball via check down because they had to cover Julio Jones. And they were doing well to cover Julio in the first half, even though after the uh, after the first after the first uh, play, after the first offensive play, where I mean they could have had a touchdown pass to him if the protection would have held up a fraction of a second longer. I think that uh, I think that even the threat of Julio Jones for the defense allowed Ryan Tannehill to have wiggle room to check the ball down and move the ball with the wide receivers and the tight ends the way that they had to. It's not pretty, but it works, right? AJ at least gives them that option again because we have no idea. We have no idea if Julio is going to play on Thursday. And so with that being said, let's talk about how likely it is that uh, basically just an update on where A.J. Brown is right now and how likely it is that he will be available on Thursday against the San Francisco 49ers. So we're going to give you an update on A.J. Brown here in just a second. Uh, No question involved. Just going to tell you some of the new information that came out today and, uh, and what I've been hearing based on talking to a couple people yesterday. We'll do that here in just a second, right after I remind you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com. That's where you go for your dream address without the stress. That's where you go for the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans. The Ashton Real Estate Group is the best in the business because they will provide you with the best intel in Middle Tennessee. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com is the best for the same reason that the Titans trust them as their official realtor, as the Preds trust them for their official real estate agent. The Titans and the Preds and myself on A to Z Sports Prime Time. We all trust the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. The best in the business is at GaryAshton.com. So what we have right now for A.J. Brown And uh, the potential of him playing on Thursday night football is this. So I was out on the field pregame on Thursday and, you know, you, you spend some time, you talk to some people and we were going over some stuff, you know, a a couple of us together on the sideline. And we were talking about, you know, AJ can technically come back after this game. They need some kind of playmaking. And this was before the game even started, right? And the offense looked the way that it did. And so, you know, after having that conversation, you start to you start to dig a little more after the game, certainly to see, all right, where is AJ? How is AJ feeling? Do they feel optimistic about it? And basically the sense that I got, and I know I'm not the only, I saw Teron put this out there as well. And I saw Dan Graziano of ESPN, because Dan was Dan was working the game yesterday. It seemed like uh, the the consensus was that, you know, they feel pretty good about where AJ is in his recovery. But on a short week, the likelihood of him playing for Thursday night football right now, it's pretty slim. They are th- the difference between Thursday and Sunday that may not sound like a monumental, like an astronomical difference for a player right now. If if I, I understand if you're somebody who hears that and says, Well, if he can play on Sunday, if he could have played on Sunday, why couldn't he have played? Why can't he play on Thursday? And I don't know. I don't know that he can't play on Thursday. All I know is right now, as we sit here on Monday, that that's not where things are trending right now. I think if they had a little more, a couple more days to evaluate him, I think it would probably be on the more optimistic side of things, like with Julio Jones and with Bud Dupree, if he was able to put together three straight days of practice as he's in this return to play protocol, then perhaps they would activate him before the game and and 
get things going, but they don't have three days, right? Tomorrow's Tuesday. They play on Thursday. And I think that AJ and the chest issue that he experienced that put him on IR, you know, I, I don't think that they can afford to gamble with health. So we'll see what happens. Those few days do make a difference, as Josh points out on Facebook Live. And when we asked Mike Vrabel about it this morning, you know, Mike is just like, yeah, you know, we'll see. You know, you've got a quick assessment week. You think AJ's got a chance? And yeah, we'll see where everybody is today. You know, these guys are... You know, filing in here today. Um, you know, hopefully, the guys that that weren't able to play can can you know help us this week in some capacity. And you know, the guys that are eligible to return from IR, uh, we can make a decision on them. So you know, Mike's you know as as is the custom, Mike's not getting anybody's hopes up, right? Like Vrabel's not going to go. Uh, Vrabel's not going to say, yeah, like, yeah, we feel great about him playing Thursday. Cause that's just not how Mike rolls. Now what he did say, cause we, I, I think it was Glennon, uh, John Glennon did ask him about golden Tate just for the sake of, you know, is he gonna, is he gonna have to play? And Mike basically said with where they're at right now, um, everybody, everybody in that room, whether it's Cody Hollister or Des Fitzpatrick, if he's back off the COVID list or racing McMath or golden, all of them have to be, you know have to be thinking that they are going to or maybe called upon to play in the football game on Thursday. Right. But AJ, I think it's wishful thinking um, to, uh, to hope that he's going to be able to go against the 49ers. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we've seen what that looks like. We've seen it against the jets and we saw it in the second half against the Steelers. It's a tough watch for the Titans uh, as far as just not having either of those two Julio or AJ in the lineup is concerned, but You know, I think that to jeopardize his availability later in the season with with this 49ers game, I I don't know the cost-benefit analysis at this point, as we sit here on Monday. Things could drastically change before Thursday. I don't expect them to drastically change a lot before Thursday. I think that ultimately you should look at this. uh, You should look at this and say, yeah, AJ Brown probably not, probably a good idea to not, you know, not get get my hopes up for Thursday night football. Uh, Jonathan asks me, why do you think practice was closed to the media today? Um, usually on short weeks, it is like if they have some kind of altered schedule, if especially if it's a short week, like they'll close practice one day, or even if it's a long week and they end up holding an extra day of practice, they only have to open uh open up practice to us um i forget the exact rule but they're not required to open up all three practices to us on a short week so you know i mean that's just the nature of the of the agreement between the nfl and the uh and the pro football writers of america who basically you know the players have a union the uh, the nfl has the nfl and then the writers basically have a union that argues on behalf of us and and the access that we're allowed to have. So that's, that's pretty standard on a, on a short week. And honestly, if they, when they hold an extra week, when they play Monday night football or Sunday night, uh, an extra day of practice on Monday night football or Sunday night football, those aren't open open to us either. So Um, yeah, that's just, that's just is what it is. Van, you know, Van, I, and I see a lot of you, not just Van Jeffrey on Facebook asking me about golden Tate. I answered the one golden Tate question. I'm going to answer for the day because there's nothing new about Golden Tate. Um, so, you know, if you want to know about Golden Tate, talked about it earlier. I don't want to bog bog this bog the show down for a player who doesn't matter right now. 
Um, and if he does, <laughs> you got bigger problems. Um, PFWA covers all media, says Dom Odell. Well, not necessarily all media, um, but, you know, the writer's union, right? So I'm technically a writer because I uh, I write probably three times a week for A to Z Sports. Um, and because I'm a member of the Pro Football Writers Union, I get, you know, I get a, a deep, deep discount on Game Pass so that I can watch coaches film. That's a part of our uh, a part of our union negotiations. Um, you know, they don't necessarily represent TV media. I think that's a different uh, or like broadcast media. Like if I was just a radio broadcaster, or just like a streaming person like I am here, I probably wouldn't be uh, I probably wouldn't pay uh, union or uh, writers members dues. But because I do write and because I do, you know, or at least I used to go to practice every day. I don't go to practice every day now because of the radio show. Um, but because I am a considered a day-to-day beat reporter, I'm a I'm a part of the writers union. So, um, do you write in cursive? Says G Man on base. I do write in cursive, actually. That's a it's an interesting question. Not sure why. Uh, not sure why you're curious about that. Now, I've seen some comments about Elijah Molden being in the pro- COVID protocol. Did I did I miss uh, did I miss an update on that right now about um, about Elijah Molden? I have not yet seen that update just yet i'm going to uh, i'm going to double check this and forgive me as i scroll to make sure that i didn't miss any breaking news in the in the middle of this if you guys are seeing that report can you tell me who is reporting it so i can make sure that i follow up on that i'm not seeing anything about uh i'm not seeing anything about elijah molden right now unless that's something that I missed earlier. Tehran tweeted it. Um, oh, okay. Then it was a part of, then it may have been a part of our transaction email. I might've missed it um, in the middle of the AJ Brown, in the middle of the AJ Brown thing. Okay. So that was a part of, that was a part of the transactions. That's so uh, apologies. I did miss that. That was all in our transaction email along with them. Activating AJ Brown 51. Uh, according to Tom Pelissero, I just saw that tweet. Right now, 51 players landed on the reserve COVID-19 list today on the wire. They are all positive. So Elijah Molden is a positive COVID test. Yeah. Okay. I'm seeing the, I'm seeing the, uh, the update with, uh, with Chris Jackson, with AJ Brown and Elijah Molden. Okay. Apologize for missing that earlier. Okay. So with all that being said, don't get optimistic about AJ Brown on Thursday. We'll keep you updated all week long. I'm going to go to practice tomorrow because it's later in the afternoon. And, you know, we'll be able to get some video of AJ and see what he looks like uh, if he's, in fact, out there. And if he's not, then, you know, that tells you everything you need to know. Okay, let's uh, let's wrap things up here on, on a uh, on a Monday night. I'm going to give you two quarterback stat lines, and I'm going to ask you which quarterback would you rather have, QB1 or QB2? I'm going to do that for you here in just a second, right after I tell you about our friends at... Brian Mac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, BrianMac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brian has you covered. They are the best in the business when it comes to commercial, when it comes to residential. Brian has you covered, B-R-Y-M-A-K, BrianMac.com. Three locations in Tennessee and Kentucky. Make sure you get exactly what you need with Brian Mechanical. So who, which quarterback would you want? I'm, I'm going to read you two stat lines, okay? QB1. Or QB2. QB1, 
The stat line is this, 23 of 32, 153 yards passing, no touchdowns, one interception, a 20.8 quarterback rating. So 23 of 32 for 153 and a pick, right? 20.8 quarterback rating. QB2, 26 of 48, 214 yards, no touchdowns, one interception, QBR of 18.5. So 26 of 48, 214 yards, a pick, 18.5 QBR. Would you rather have quarterback one or quarterback two? And I'm going to tell you who those two are momentarily. Uh, I would rather have Russell Wilson next year, says Ty. Well, tough, because you're not getting him. You have Ryan Tannehill. Um, uh, upvote the show on YouTube, says Stephen King. Yes, if you guys would uh, if you guys would throw me a like on YouTube, I would love you for that. Uh, not going to lie, seeing this TNF commercial saddens me, says Shamari. Well, I'm going to be there on Thursday night, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, here comes the uh, here comes Bryant Talmore says who here comes the blank Tannehill numbers. William Young says QB one. Jeff says one. Derek says one. Steven says one. Uh, and uh, how how many other people said uh, how many other people said uh, one? Okay, so I see a lot more answers for one than QB two. MB says not enough information. He'll pass. All right, so I'm gonna read you the numbers again. Okay, QB one, twenty three of thirty two, one fifty three. No touchdowns. One pick, 20.8 QBR. 26 of 48 is QB2. 214 yards. No touchdowns. A pick, 18.5 QBR. QB1 or QB2. Uh, QB1, says Mark Jones. Shamari is saying, uh, Shamari is saying, give me the GOAT, QB2. So he knows that I've just, one of those quarterbacks that I've just read you is Tom Brady. Tom Brady is quarterback two. Ryan Tannehill is quarterback one. Ryan Tannehill had a higher completion percentage, had a higher quarterback rating, um, and an offense that actually scored points. Tom Brady last night was shut out for the first time since 2006 against the Miami Dolphins. Do you know who the court, who the coach and the quarterback of the 2006 Miami Dolphins were that shut out Tom Brady, that outdueled Tom Brady? The first, the last time that he's been shut out in the better part of two decades, Nick Saban was the head coach of the Miami Dolphins the last time that Tom Brady didn't score a point in a football game. It's crazy to think about. That is a credit. That was That is a credit to Nick Saban, truly, and, and also a credit to Tom Brady. But QB1 is, uh, is Ryan Tannehill, who statistically, and by, you know, and by scoring had a better day than Tom Brady yesterday. And you know why those two were the same yesterday? Almost the same yesterday because both of them were working without their best skill position players. Uh, both of them working without their starting running back. Tom, I think has better protection, even though the, the Bucks offensive line isn't completely healthy and at least Tom still has Gronk. So for everybody who is losing their minds about Ryan Tannehill, I hate to miss, I hate to inform you that at this point, the likely MVP of the league and Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. Sometimes when things fall apart around them, he can look human too. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Well, actually, I want to play this clip of Tom Brady talking about getting shut out because it made me laugh. I've never seen it before in my life.
Microsoft tablets have taken some blows. Tom, I know it's very rare for you to get shut out or your team, um, but when you lose Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Leonard Burnett, that had to be a big part of today, right? Yeah, I mean, we just yeah didn't execute great, obviously, and um, just a tough night. So didn't do much anything right. Um, so got to get a lot better. Got to get back to work. There's a lot of football left, and see if we can go get a win next week. Tom Brady yelling, go bleep yourself at the Saints sideline. He's throwing Microsoft surfaces all over the place. Tom Brady's pissed. <laughs> it's because he shut out and he put up a worse game statistically than Ryan Tannehill did yesterday. Ryan Tannehill didn't have a good day, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think it was either of their faults. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight. We'll be back again tomorrow night. Radio show, going to be a lot of fun tomorrow as well. We'll talk more about the A.J. Brown situation. We'll get you ready for this game on Thursday night against the uh, San Francisco 49ers. We'll do winners and losers of the football weekend, and we'll do the same thing on, uh, we'll have a great conversation as well on primetime when we see you guys tomorrow night.